0: I think if you set out to ask the question, where in the Bible, you know, is there a command and a list of criteria for leisure, you might be initially hard-pressed
1: to find that. That if you don't have 20% at the margins, that you are in danger of burnout. Welcome to One A a ministry of First Presbyterian Church, episode 23. This week, we continue along in our spring series on emotions and take a look at the feeling of joy. I'm Josh Squires, the minister of counseling and congregational care here at First Pres. You're listening to a podcast designed to take a brief but in-depth look at counseling issues from a pastoral perspective. If this is your first time listening, we appreciate you checking us out. We hope this ministry is a blessing to you and those around you. For more information, you can visit our webpage, which is firstprescolumbiaorg forward slash 1A. That's firstprescolumbiaorg forward slash 1A. To find out how to contact us or how to subscribe, listen to the end of the show. If you do find this ministry useful, then subscribe using the application of your choice, and every Monday a new episode will be waiting for you. While you're there, leave us some comments. As we increase the number of reviews and comments, it becomes easier for others to find our podcast. What does the Bible have to say about joy? Do all people have the same capacity for joy? What form does joy take in the life of a Christian? Is it okay to engage in an activity merely for joy's sake? And what does a person do when there is little joy in their life? You'll hear Dr. Thomas and I wrestle with those questions and more. But before we get there, We only have three more episodes left in this, our spring series. We'll be back this fall. But in the meantime, keep your comments and suggestions coming. Is there a topic or series of topics with which you'd like Dr. Thomas and I to wrestle? Let us know. We love hearing from our listeners. Now, let's get to our episode. So we continue our series. The past couple of weeks, we've looked at fear, we've looked at love, we've looked at anger, and now we are moving on to joy. So, Dr. Thomas, what does the Bible have to say for the Christian about joy?
0: A lot. I mean, a lot.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: To the point that uh, Jesus in the high priestly prayer Mm. in John 17, so, so... the very last thing that Jesus says to the disciples uh, in a teaching setting in the upper room. Um, His prayer to his Mm -hmm. heavenly father is that they might have all joy um, fulfilled in themselves or or words to that effect, that they may have uh, the full measure of joy within them. So that's pretty important that Jesus is concerned that his disciples have joy that the goal of redemption is forgiveness of sins and justification and so on, but ultimately joy the joy that comes from reintegration mm. uh, of our of our humanity um, torn apart by the fall mm. and and made whole again by the gospel uh, so finding ourselves as what we were intended to be, brings joy. Hmm. Uh, the Puritans got this, you know, despite all of the uh, jibes of the Puritans, but the Puritans actually got this. Uh, what is the chief end of man to... Um,
1: Glorify God and enjoy him. And enjoy
0: him hmm. forever. Uh, so knowing God and worshipping God and being a Christian is... A joyful, is a seriously joyful business Mm. for the Puritans. Mm. You know, you have texts like Psalm 43, verse 4, where Mm. God is referred to as my joy Mm. and my delight. Mm. My joy and my delight. Mm. Uh, And then you have uh, angular texts like James, Uh, is it James 1, verse 2? Right at the very beginning of James, count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into diverse trials. Uh, so, so here is a, a command, and then, of course, you've got the famous Philippian epistle hmm. uh, that is, rejoice in the Lord. And again, I say, rejoice. Right. Uh, so, so joy is something that is to be commanded. Yeah. Right. So that's just a quick sort of overview. Um, but the answer to your question is the Bible has a lot to say about joy uh, the fruit of the spirit love joy, peace,
1: patience yeah, yeah. Um,
0: so so what is what is it that the spirit is doing in us hmm. uh, producing joy now. You know, interesting question, especially from a counselor's point of view, is: you know, we are temperamentally different, and I don't know whether you accept the the division of of melancholy, sanguine, phlegmatic, all that, choleric, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they seem good enough as, as starting points for a mm-hmm. discussion, for sure. And and I think we do and see and, and often can evaluate people and put them in sort of general categories right and um you know i don't i don't think i'm a joyful person by temperament Mm. you know there are people who are yeah they're really always very happy that's not me i i i hear the command to be joyful um i'm i'm much more sanguine much Mm. more serious Mm. You know, cups half empty kinda of guy. And mm. I recognise that. So I hear the command, um and and realize that I need I need to be provoked out of my default. Mm. Um Uh there are people who are naturally funny. Uh they have a laugh that, that you can hear uh, you and I both know people. And right. You walk into a room and you think, where is so-and-so? There he is. I can hear <laughs> You're up, laughing, right. I can hear the laugh. Yeah. Um, I think of Shelley. I was made to learn this dreadful poem uh, <laughs> in school. You know, Shelley, a uh, complex character. Uh, rarely, rarely comest thou spirit of delight. Mm. Well, there's gloom for you. Right. Um, you know, and you certainly see people and... and and we both certainly know people uh, who have slipped into despair, and, mm-hmm. and for whom there is no joy. Uh, the clouds have descended, and all has become uh, darkened, mm-hmm. and uh, and sometimes in a very s- serious way. So, what what form does joy take? Let me let me walk down this road with you first. Mm-hmm. Um, the sense that life is to be enjoyed Mm -hmm. not just sermons are to be enjoyed right but life is to be enjoyed all of life is to be enjoyed and I often tease ourselves Mm. uh, because as Presbyterians we're not very good at having fun
1: right frozen chosen
0: you know fun fun has to be like it's like the icing but we need the cake and you know, we always need to see the cake the right. front cake underneath hmm. so at any event that's that's meant to be a like a Christmas party you know there has to be the obligatory devotional
1: right has this has, has a committee approved fun at this particular event <laughs> yeah
0: Yes, and as long as we've had, uh, you know, the rigors of a devotional, we, we then... Can, we can do it. We can, we can have a little bit of fun, right. but not before then. <laughs> and I often think, no, it's okay just to have fun. Yeah. Now, on a Sunday morning, we need to have a service, and we need to have worship and, and scripture, reading and prayer and sermons and, and so on. Right. But, you know, if it's an office party, it's okay. Certainly pray, pray but pray that we'd have fun. I'm still working on that <laughs> um, but i th- I think that's very important in terms of understanding you know world and life view and uh, understanding that where do I find my joy? Mm. Well, because we all want to answer that we find our joy in God mm-hmm. and we find our joy in glorifying god and in and but how do we glorify God? We glorify God by being the creatures that God intends us to be. Mm. And he made us to have fun, he mm. made us to enjoy, he made us you know he made pretty things in the garden mm. of Eden for for Adam and Eve to be mm. captivated by and thrilled by right and and thrilled in each other and and thrilled in um the discovery of aspects of ourselves within ourselves and mm-hmm. and aspects of the outside world. Mm.
1: So would it be okay, and, and let's take the Sabbatarian issue and put it aside, so on a Saturday, for instance, for a group of believers to just go to a baseball game together and and not talk about spiritual things necessarily and not pray beforehand or afterwards, just enjoy fellowship and the game?
0: Right. I can think of better things to have fun in than <laughs> baseball on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> don't tell Rosemary. Uh, don't, don't tell my wife this. Um... Yes, of course it is. Um, And I think that, you know, the the adage, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy, is to some extent true. Mm. Now, there are prodigious people, uh, and I read a snippet from uh, William Carey's Um, diary at a meeting here recently that
1: makes you ashamed for doing anything other than being productive
0: from the moment he woke up to the moment he went to bed he accounted for himself in (laughs) dire serious terms Hmm. translating into four or five different Indian languages Uh, there was no time for anything Uh, but you know that's an exception and we can we can be in awe of that actually I'm not so sure that I am, and i i I wonder what the cost of that was mm. on his family mm. but uh you know I certainly discovered when I became a christian uh that there are holiness movements out there mo- pietistic if you want to use that word mm-hmm. movements out there that decried uh any sort of Fun for fun's sake—that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you set out to have fun. Mm. Now, maybe there's fun along the way that just happens. You sort of fall into it and discover it. Right. But to set out for it—that that was wrong. Mm. Um, now, I, I think I think the 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 issue here is a world and life view that God is in everything that is legitimate. Mm and the pursuit of a hobby leisure or leisure, leisure. as you would say mm. yeah you know what and certainly in in our time in the 21st century you know we have time for le- leisure in a way that perhaps former generations did not have i'm not fully persuaded about that mm. um you know, and our our life is certainly driven now by a pattern of work and rest, work and play.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, people talk about working hard and playing hard. Yeah. You know, and the weekend sort of begins on a Friday lunchtime, and yeah. uh, and and people and people uh, plan it and and live for it. And I I, I I've come to realise and recognise, I think, that there is some. Truth in that and mm. value in that. Mm. We were meant to have that rhythm mm. uh, in our lives.
1: So, recreation then, is that part of what we mean when we talk about enjoying God forever?
0: Well, y- yes, in part. Uh, you know, there has to be a balance here somewhere. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, there's an essay. Somewhere that Jim Packer wrote, I, I remember a, a theology of l- l- leisure, um, which was uh, kind of mind-changing hmm. for me when I first read it. Hmm. But I, I, yes, we do. I think we do in the twenty-first century ask that question and expect. An answer to that question in a way that previous generations might not, and, and I think if you set out to, to, to ask the question, where in the Bible, you know, is there a command and a list of, of criteria for leisure? Mm. Uh, you might be initially hard pressed to find that, mm. and and therefore be of the opinion that life is meant to be all work with complete, Hmm. sort of almost comatose rest Hmm. uh, on the Sabbath. Right. uh, Which would be uh, a distortion. Hmm. What are the typical expressions of lives that have lost their joy?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. I think for people who lose their joy... There is the concern that something is going to sneak in and tempt them in a way that that um, is disastrous. What I mean by that is people who work all the time and they don't have some percent at the margins. I remember one professor saying that if you don't have 20 percent at the margins – that you are in danger of burnout. Now, what he meant by that is that if you don't have 20% of your time where you're doing something you really enjoy, then you are in danger of something coming along and tempting you. That that could be, I'm going to throw myself into a relationship, an improper relationship. It could be, I'm going to throw myself improperly into a hobby, something that then becomes the organizing principle of my life. But that I need some amount of time where I am doing something that is a return uh, and that I really enjoy.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just thinking uh, there are certain people who are in a phase of life where their work is not an enjoyment. To right. Them. Right. You know, somebody who's 56, he's got maybe seven or eight years before retirement. Mm. Uh, does he and, and his job has become routine mm-hmm. uh, there is no there's no uh, ambition there's no great sense of of goal mm. uh, it's it, it's it's the same old same old every day mm. now I can imagine you know what do you say to that person and and yeah they do it and they and they grit their teeth and and they do it to the glory of God and they do it the best they can and right. so on but I can imagine there's no great joy in it, and yeah. they they certainly need they certainly need a hobby they certainly need something to help them through that phase of their life now, if they're twenty three and they're thinking that way, I would advise them get another job um you know one that challenges them perhaps uh, in different ways.
1: Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say, is that when, when we talk about that 20%, the best configuration you can have is to find yourself in a vocation where it really is a calling, and so that you get some of that joy just based on what you're doing. It'll never be true completely, 100%. Every job has its negative pieces. Every job has reports you've got to create or people that you don't like that you have to deal with. But if you are in a calling, an, an area where you really feel like what I'm doing rewards me, then you've got the 20% at the margins where you can use to really reinvest. Um, versus if you're talking about this 56-year-old, when he gets done from work, he's exhausted, not in a good way, but exhausted in a, I, it's hard for me just to put one foot in front of the other sort of way. And so, so now I want to begin to talk to him about what are some things you can be doing based on your disposition. Um, what an introvert finds to be recreational and enjoyable is going to be different than what an extrovert finds enjoyable and recreational. But I'm going to find some ways to get you some enjoyment in order to invest in that emotional economy that you have. So that you can then, not just to build yourself up so that I'm all happy with life, but so that I can then also invest myself in others. You've been listening to 1A, a counseling ministry of First Presbyterian Church. We encourage you to listen to all our episodes, which you can find on our webpage at firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1a that's firstprescolumbia.org forward slash 1a you can also check us out on all your favorite podcasting applications such as itunes soundcloud and stitcher if you like what you've heard then subscribe also don't forget to tell your friends and family about us as well if you have comments questions or issues you'd like us to wrestle with contact us you can reach us at our email address which is 1a at firstprescolumbia.org that's 1a at firstprescolumbia.org or via our Twitter account, which is at 1A Podcast. That's at 1A Podcast. Or by phone. 803-281-1795. 803-281-1795. For Dr. Thomas, I'm Josh Squires. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, thanks for listening and God bless.